ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरंजैव नरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथोजय मुदीर नश्रप्रायेश भद्रेशु निगवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवती नैष्टिकीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद्भागवतम कैंटो सिक्स चैप्टर वन द हिस्ट्री ऑफ द लाइफ ऑफ अ जामेला टेक्स्ट नंबर ट्वेंटी टू एंड ट्वेंटी थ्री टेक्स्ट नंबर ट्वेंटी टू अलोन बंदी अक्षय कैतवैश चौर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्यर्
This fallen Brahmana, Ajamela, gave trouble to others by arresting them, by cheating them in gambling, or by directly plundering them. This was the way he earned his livelihood and maintained his wife and children. Purport. This verse indicates how degraded one becomes simply by indulging in illicit sex with a prostitute. Illicit sex is not possible with a chaste or aristocratic woman, but only with unchaste shudras. The more society allows prostitution and illicit sex, the more impetus it gives to cheaters, thieves, plunderers, drunkards, and gamblers. Therefore, we first advise all disciples in our Krishna consciousness movement to avoid illicit sex, which is the beginning of all abominable life and which is followed by meat-eating, gambling and intoxication one after another. Of course, restraint is very difficult, but it is quite possible if one fully surrenders to Krishna. Since all these abominable habits gradually become Of course, restraint is very difficult, but it is quite possible if one fully surrenders to Krishna, since all these abominable habits gradually become distasteful for a Krishna conscious person. If illicit sex is allowed to increase in a society, however, the entire society will be condemned, for it will be full of rogues, thieves, cheaters and so forth. So in this chapter, the history of life of Ajamila, this narration of the Ajamila story has begun. Shukadev Goswami is telling Parikshit Maharaj, this real story is giving this an example. Chodaharanti Maam Udaharanti is giving this an example of Ajamila to help us to become convinced that by chanting the holy name of the Lord, this process, Harir Nama process, is so, so powerful that it can vanquish any amount of sinful reactions that is stored within us. Not a single sinful reaction can stay within us if we take up this chanting of the holy name of the Lord. And to prove this philosophy, the example of Ajamila is being given. Ajamila just chanted one time Narayana and immediately the Vishnudutas came to his rescue. So that is the power of one holy name. So if we chant every day, that's Prabhupada has given us 16 rounds to chant every day because we are not chanting of that quality. So to come to that quality, these 16 rounds are given to us, so we should be chanting it with full, firm faith, conviction and belief in this statement that by chanting the holy names of Lord Krishna, I can become completely freed from all sinful reactions. So this story is now being narrated. So in this verse, the activities of Ajamila are mentioned. Ajamila was a very nice, pious Brahmana. He was worshipping the deities, 
chanting mantras, taking care of his aged parents, and he was doing everything very nicely as per the Vedic rules and regulation. But because of association with a prostitute, Asati, what he fell down, and he fell down from his position of being a rigid Brahmana, following all vows, to a position where he indulged in cheating people, he indulged in arresting people, he indulged in gambling, he was cheating in gambling, he was plundering them. This was the way he started living because he had to earn a livelihood and he gave up all, he gave up all his vows. So, this is the way he earned his livelihood and maintained his wife and children. And here in the purport, Prabhupada is writing that this verse is indicating how degraded a person can become simply by indulging in illicit sex with a prostitute. Illicit sex is not possible with a chaste or aristocratic woman, but only with unchaste shudras. And it starts with illicit sex. These are the four pillars of sinful life. It starts with illicit sex and that leads, Prabhupada is right in the purport, it is written that our abominable life begins with illicit sex and is followed by meat-eating, gambling and intoxication one after the other. That is why in our temples, this is the rule if anybody wants to be a devotee, a devotee who is genuinely wanting Krishna, then he has to give up these four pillars of sinful life, meat-eating, intoxication, gambling, illicit sex. There is no place even an iota of these things, if you want to really understand God and realize Him, understand His, uh, you know, uh, the whole philosophy, these four have to be given up. So these four are called the four pillars of sinful life. And what is standing on these four pillars? There's a roof. On the four pillars, there's a roof, right? So that is called the roof. Prabhupada, in one lecture, he's saying, so these four pillars of sinful life we have to break it so that the roof of sinful life will collapse. Unless this roof of sinful life collapses, we cannot take to Krishna consciousness. So, of course, both things parallelly have to happen. Our endeavor to give this up and taking the positive methods of Krishna consciousness by engaging in Krishna's service, by chanting the holy names of Krishna, we can further get strength to give up these, to destroy these four pillars so that the roof of sinful life collapses. Because unless and until we give up these sinful thoughts and sinful actions, we can never understand God. Yesham twanta gatam papam jananam punya karmanam te dvanda moha nirmukta bhajante maam dridhavrata. Yesham tvanta gatam papam. Papa means all the sinful papa means is unless tvanta gatam papam, unless and until we put an end to all our sinful actions, and who can and and we have some and this can happen of course if we have some piety. Yesham tvanta gatam papam jananam punnikar te dvanda moha nirmukta. Unless we put an end to the sinful reactions. Dwanda moha nirmo, we cannot become free from the dwanda, dwandvas, dwandva moha, from the dualities of illusion. 
in this life because we are dualities of illusion what is right what is wrong this is good that is bad we cannot really come to a solid conclusion because we are all weak in mind we are all weak spiritually the sinful deeds make us weak because it the weakness comes from impurity and so krishna is completely pure pavitram idam uttamam so if we want to attain that pure krishna who is pavitram idam uttamam the greatest the purest we also have to become pure just like if something has to enter the fire that something also has to be of fiery nature a spark can enter into the fire but if anything else which is not of the nature of fire enters the fire it'll get burnt it'll be destroyed so they can't even enter the fire so similarly if we want to enter into the realm of real spiritual life enter into krishna consciousness krishna is and enter into krishna into his abode which is completely pure we also have to become completely pure the same quality has to be attained by us otherwise we cannot understand krishna so these are the four pillars of sinful life and then we have the four pillars of dharma tapa shaucham daya satyam these are the four pillars that we have to build these are the four pillars of dharma and actually each of this four pillar if the pillar of dharma is not there tapa shaucham daya satyam tapa means austerity tapa satyam satyam means truthfulness shaucham shaucham means cleanliness daya means compassion and satyam means truthfulness unless and until so this is the, these are the four pillars on which we build the roof of spiritual life and stay protected under this roof and engage in our krishna conscious activities so in kali yuga we know that these four pillars of dharma are destroyed 25% only is remaining and that is also further reducing but in satya yuga these four pillars of dharma were in its completeness 100% that is why satya yuga was called the golden age and because these four pillars of dharma are not existing kali yuga is called the iron age or the age of quarrel and hypocrisy golden age iron age so the golden age is a wonderful age and that is why and you know everything was very nice there was all virtues all values everything was existing so if somebody asks us between these two ages golden age and iron age which age should be praised which age should be worshiped which age should be glorified it appears that yes satyuga should be worshiped praised glorified because that's a golden age but bhagavatam is saying kali yuga which is the iron age the most fallen age the most degraded age the age of quarrel and hypocrisy the age where people are short lived the age where people are lazy the age where people are unintelligent misguided this age should be worshiped this age should be praised this age should be glorified it's very striking so bhagavatam says and so why kalim sabhajayati arya kalim arya arya means those who are intelligent people sabhajayati sabhajayati means glorify praise worship 
Sabhajati. So the intelligent people, Sabhajati, they worship and glorify Kalim, not Satyuga. Why? Gunagnaha, Gnana, Gunagnana. Because they are aware, they are conscious, they are intelligent. They have the knowledge, Jnana, they have the knowledge of one very special guna in Kali Yuga, guna which is not there in Satyuga. Gunagnaha Sarabhaginaha. And this Arya, what kind of intelligent people are they? You're saying very intelligent. What kind of intelligent people? They are Sarabhaginaha. They are that kind of intelligent people who are interested in only knowing the essence of life. They are not interested in many things. The material world is full of so many things, but our life is short and we have a small intelligence and limited time. So we should all be, and everybody is actually looking for what is the best. Everybody is looking for the best. They are not interested with, you know, so many things, essence. So Sarabhagina, the, the real essence these people, intelligent people are after, and they know that the real essence is available in Kali Yuga. And what is that essence? Yatra Sankirtaneva. And that essence is Yatra. If anybody is engaged in performing Sankirtana, Yatra Sankirtananyeva, Sar, if, you, if we do this, then Sarva Swartha Abhilabdhyate. Yatra Sankirtananeva, Sarva Swartha Abhilabdhyate. You can, Sarva Swartha, you can attain because to give up. These four pillars of sinful life is not so easy. It's very difficult. First of all, the age has fallen. Situation is so uh, it, not at all conducive for practicing spiritual uh, for for practicing these four uh, to give up these four things. No meat eating, no intoxication, no gambling, no illicit sex. Just like you see, Brahmana. He was a Brahmana. He was such a nice person, Ajamila. But just came in contact. He just went and he just saw for a second, for a few seconds, he saw. A prostitute embracing a young, a young man and a young woman embracing and singing and smiling and all these things, his mind got disturbed. So the age is very difficult. But in this very difficult age, it is not very difficult to practice Krishna consciousness. It is not very difficult to practice the simple process of chanting the holy names of Krishna. That is the benefit. So this is the Sarabhagina. Yatra Sankirtananyeva. Sarva Swartha Bilabdhyate. All your desires, Sarva Swartha, Swartha means desires, are wishes. Abhilabdhyate, you can attain all your desires. So you want to give up meat eating, intoxication, gambling, illicit sex? Yes, you can attain it simply by chanting the holy names of Krishna. Otherwise, that is impossible. We all know that in this age, without chanting, it is impossible to give up the tendencies of illicit sex. It is impossible because the forces within the body are so strong. And only a higher force can subdue this. And that higher force is Krishna consciousness. So, and then the next verse, it further says, Nahi ataha paramo labho. Nahi ataha paramo labho. You want a better we, all, we are all looking for some labha in this material world. Everybody is looking after labha. We are also looking after labha. So the, it says in the Bhagavatam, Nahi ataha parama labha, a, a bigger gain. Nahi ataha parama labha, dehinam brahmyatam hya. For this embodied soul, it does not exist. 
yato vindeta and if you take to this chanting of the holy names of krishna what will happen yato vindeta paramam shantim nashyati samshritihi we will attain supreme not just not just shanti yat paramam shantim we will attain supreme peace and nashyati samshritihi samshritihi means this material existence of all the different kinds of kleshas and all these vices uh, the dif- different uh, sinful tendencies nashyati will be destroyed so that is the benefit of this chanting of the holy name so here it is further mentioned about the chastity because that lady that she was an unchaste woman is why a prostitute is why ajamila you know also got fully he became degraded the more society allows these kind of activities prostitution illicit sex the more impetus it gives to cheaters thieves plunderers drunkards and gamblers this was a similar argument that arjuna he gave he, he gave one of the reasons for not fighting adharma bhibavat krishna pradyushyanti kulastriyah he was telling krishna that if i engage in this war the result will be many people will die and they all have their wives their you know children their their, their you know their family members back at home and the male members are the one who are supposed to protect the society who are supposed to see that there is religion so if the male members are not there then the women pradushyanti kulastriyah the women will get polluted so it's very important for the protection of society that uh, you know everybody is available so we don't indulge in war so that there is chastity and with chastity with good chastity comes good population prabhupada is writing good population in human society is the basic principle for peace prosperity and spiritual progress in life good population in human society is the basic principle for peace prosperity and progress in life so if you want these things peace prosperity and progress in life it's very important that we have good population and for good population there should be chastity this is one story that we are having ajamila and this and this woman ajamila as a brahmana there's another story like this in the markandeya purana where there was one brahmana and uh, he was a leper he had leprosy and he also somehow developed this kind of a sinful desire of having the association of one another prostitute so but his wife the story is mentioned to tell us what kind of chastity was followed in the past women would be so so chaste that just by that strength of their chastity chastity means only for their husband only for uh, you know serving their husband and nothing else like pros- uh, other women mean an, an unchaste asati an unchaste woman means she will go to many uh, men but no chaste woman only stays with the husband 
And she will only, this, Prabhupada is giving this example, this story to tell how we should be fully firm in our service to Krishna. Just like a chaste woman is always fixed up in service to, Krishna, in service to the husband. That is chastity. She will not serve anyone else, any other man. She will only serve her husband. That is chastity. She will never desert, she will never give up her. There have been cases where, in the past, where, you know, after marriage, somehow the husband, uh, you know, has, uh, you know, lost all his wealth, has become very poverty-stricken and is not able to earn and is not having even food to eat. But women will always be, the, 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 the women will always be with their husbands because they know that no matter, my husband may be in a difficult situation, but I'm not going to leave him. For life, I'm going to stay with him. So that is chastity. So this story, this, this husband somehow developed this sinful desire to go and associate with another woman. So her, his wife was so chaste, she was fixed upon serving the husband. So the wife saw that somehow the husband has developed this desire and as a wife I must serve. So she goes to that prostitute's house and she starts serving the prostitute. Very humble, menial services she does for the prostitute just to attract the attention of the prostitute. And then the prostitute is pleased by this woman's service and she says, you're serving me so nicely, I didn't even ask for your service and you're coming and serving me, okay, what can I do for you? So this uh, lady says that, you know, this somehow my husband has gotten this desire, can you please satisfy her desire? So the she was quite puzzled, the prostitute. She says, okay, if that is what your wish is, I will do it. So this uh, lady, the wife, she goes and tells the husband, yes, I have made an arrangement, so please come with me, I will take you. And you can spend one, one night with her. So the husband says, oh, really? Fine. So husband goes, but on the way, the husband realizes what a big mistake he is doing. He sees that my wife, he thinks that my wife is so, so chaste that she's ready to serve me to any extent just for me. She's living just for me. She's so devoted to me. So I cannot do this. And he gave up that sinful idea of associating with the prostitute, thinking about the good quality of his wife and the devotion and chastity of his wife. So you see, this wife, because she was so chaste, she could, uh, she could force her, she could make her husband change his sinful desire altogether. That is the power of chastity. And then later, the story, when they were returning back, because they did not, they were returning back, this person, because of course he did not indulge in it, but still he was a sinful person because in his, in his mind he had all these thoughts just, just, you know, just recently. So, on his way back, when he was walking, he happened to touch Markandeya Rishi. Markandeya Rishi was doing his tapasya on the forest path and while they were returning, he happened to touch. So, Markandeya Rishi got very angry. You sinful man, you touched me. I will curse you that you will die tomorrow before sunrise. So he curses him like that. And then this wife was very very worried. Oh my God, my husband, I'm living for my husband. We are, you know, and she was so devoted. So because it is said that when a woman is very chaste, she becomes very powerful spiritually, internally. 
so because of her chastity because of her devotion she was very powerful and she took a wow that tomorrow the, my husband has received a curse that they will be that he is going to die at sunrise i take a vow that i am going to stop the sunrise just imagine she takes a vow like this because it shows that how powerful my it is she i am going to serve my husband till my life i have devoted my life i have dedicated my life from i am going to protect him at all cost there will be no sunrise tomorrow so seeing her determination seeing her chastity and seeing her determination and seeing her devotion for service to the to her husband brahma vishnu and shiva come there grant her darshan and says do not worry we are very pleased with your chastity we are very pleased with your devotion your service to krishna uh, service to your husband so uh, you can't stop sunrise do not worry we grant you two boons one your husband will not die he will come back to life and two your husband will be cured of all of all his disease he was a leper he got cured of his leprosy just imagine all this happened because of the wife's chastity so this is good population and this is when there's good population there will be peace prosperity and progress in spiritual life otherwise not so here it is mentioned asati asat asati asati means this woman now there's another kind of a prostitution that prabhupada talks about one is this direct thing but the other is jivvasati in the nectar of instruction it is mentioned jivva this jivva asati so this is called the tongue prostitution in that example prabhupad concludes that example by saying just like the wife was so devoted to serving the husband in the same way we should be fully devoted chaste person means he is fully devoted to serving the supreme lord because for the wife the husband is the master so for every soul for every human being krishna is the master mamaivamsha jeeva loke krishna is the master so our life just like this the life of the wife is dedicated towards service for his husband the life of a devotee is dedicated towards service for krishna and that service sevan mukhe hi jivado that service begins with the tongue so tongue if it is not engaged in serving the lord if it is doing something else then jivva sati jivva is not sati it is asati the jivva is becoming a prostitute because with the tongue we should be engaged what are the activities of the tongue glory talking and tasting so we should be tasting krishna prasadam and we should be talking about god or chanting his holy name then the jivva is rightly situated otherwise as the example says just like the the example of the frog and the snake the frogs they simply with their tongues they simply croak croaking of the frogs is compared to be just simply speaking something some non the, the croaking of the frogs doesn't mean anything rather because they are simply croaking what happens to the frogs 
the snakes hear the frog sound and the snakes come and eat the frog so the frog is losing his life because of simply speaking things you know material things because of simply speaking some non some croak simply they'll be croaking so this and it's losing its life because of that so similarly if we want to utilize this life properly if we want to make a solution to all problems in this life we should be very careful that with this tongue that god has given us we engage this tongue only in talking about krishna glorifying krishna chanting hari krishna preaching about krishna and nothing else and only tasting krishna prasadam that is what should be done so here further it is said that it is quite possible if one fully uh, of course restrain is very difficult that means restraining from meat eating intoxication gambling and illicit sex is very difficult restrain is very difficult but it is quite possible if one fully surrenders to krishna since all these abominable habits gradually become distasteful for a krishna conscious person so why do we engage in these uh, sinful uh, you know acts because we are finding some taste in it so if we have to stop it artificially stopping it is one way it will not work it will just work for a short while because so if we have to stop it we have to cultivate a higher taste we have to give up this lower taste and that higher taste is krishna consciousness just like the example is given suppose you are very very hungry and uh, uh, you have not eaten for two full days imagine how hungry we will be if you have not eaten for two full days and after the end of the uh, in the third day morning if you are offered a plate of dry roti some uh, little bit of salt and uh, some one chutney that's all uh, you will love it that dry roti and chutney will be very tasty actually and if somebody tells you to give up that somebody tells you you're eating this dry roti and chutney and salt this is not and that also dry please give it up don't eat this will you give up that plate you won't give up that plate because although it is just dry roti and chutney it is very tasty after two days of fasting you will grab it but then if somebody tells you okay i will give you if he if he offers you a plate of rajbhog samosa gulab jamun jalebi imarti ice cream milkshake paneer sabji paratha puri all these wonderful things and he just tells you he just shows you this plate even without him asking to give up that plate of dry chapati and uh, chutney you will give it up even without asking see that is the power of developing cultivating a higher taste so we should be firmly convinced have full faith that this name chanting of the holy name of krishna can give us so much of pleasure so much of pleasure that all material pleasures the highest material pleasure illicit sex will become insignificant like a straw on the street that is what this holy name can give us that is why rupa goswami is praying that when i am chanting the holy name i am feeling that one tongue and two ears are insufficient i want 
millions of tongues and billions of years, then I will be able to relish what this chanting is and what this hearing the chanting is. That is the taste that we get. So this should be the faith, this should be the conviction that we should have, that if I engage in the simple process of devotional service, sarabhaginaha, gunagnaha, this is the guna, this is the real uh, value, the, uh, the, uh, and this is the essence. Just by this, I can overcome any problem, I can overcome any sinful tendency, I can put an end to it completely, and I can really be very, very, very happy. And I can, in that happy state, I can eternally be serving Krishna, which is the goal of life. So we'll end here. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Shila Prabhupada ki, Tai Gaur Premanam.